Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from uh, GoldenBlack.com, live in his car. Uh, once again, driving home from a Purdue basketball game. This one at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. This one being Purdue's 98 to 84 win over number one Arizona at the Indy Classic. This is your GoldenBlack.com drive home post game podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at East End Grill and Ripple and Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, the. Um, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which I will be driving by tonight, but not for another hour and a half or so. So um, we won't have to worry about their wildlife being in the road for a while here. So, uh, yeah, so Purdue gets its first win over a number one ranked team since 2000. It's funny how this game works, man. It's uh, it, the last time Purdue beat a number one team, it was Arizona. And it was in Indianapolis, and that's exactly how it goes down today. This was not an upset in any way, shape, or form, even though Purdue was number three and Arizona was number one. Uh, these are two very evenly matched teams, two elite teams, and uh, Purdue was a betting favorite. Uh, so calling this an upset is not accurate. I'm sure people might anyway, um, but... Uh, Purdue is just as good as Arizona, and Arizona is just as good as Purdue. And I have a big white van trying to parallel park in front of me here, so this is not um, ideal as I drive through downtown Indianapolis navigating sad Steelers fans and happy Purdue fans. Um, this was the Fletcher Lawyer game. It, it just was. Uh, he was outstanding. Uh, I, I try not to pick fights with fans as much as... I might be inclined to, but I just think Purdue's, Purdue people have criminally underranked him, underrated him, and just don't give him the credit he deserves for how good he is and how integral to Purdue's success he is. And it doesn't require him to score 27 points against the number one team in the country for that to be evident. Uh, he is really good, people, and he has now won the Tennessee games, Tennessee game and the Arizona game for Purdue. He had 27 tonight against Arizona. Got them off to a great start. Uh, not only did he shoot threes well, but he did a really important job for Purdue's offense in terms of breaking Arizona down uh, off the dribble, getting in the lane, uh, getting off his runners. But also, um, and I've talked about before, it's great when those runners go in, but when they don't, you are setting the ball up there on the rim for Zach Eady uh, on the offensive glass. It's a very important shot uh, in basketball, especially for Purdue basketball. That was a weird uh, direction I just took this in. Fletcher Lawyer also had four steals. His quick hands, his anticipation, things like that really mattered in this game. Him and Braden Smith combined for seven steals. Purdue had ten steals. That's not really Purdue's thing. You know, they're not a high-volume turnover generation team but they uh they did it tonight and uh that was a big deal because purdue really outpossessioned arizona in a lot of ways and that's a big deal uh, especially against opponents like this where little things matter all the more uh fletcher lawyer just couldn't have asked more from him in this game he took charges uh you know he has a people kind of look at him physically and think people can overpower him but when they do Good things happen for Purdue. He, he draws charges. He, get, he draws fouls. Remember, there were the two points that he stole against Alabama when somebody just trucked him on a screen. But also, the reality, too, is that people look at Fletcher Lawyer, his body type, 
and they think that bigger, stronger, more athletic people can do whatever they want against them. It's not reality, people. Look at uh, the teams Purdue played in Hawaii. Look at Alabama. Look at Arkansas. Look at Arizona. The bigger and badder and more aggressive and physical and strong the people who he is playing against are, the better job he does driving past them, getting in the lane, and, and scoring. And I think that that speaks volumes about his offensive skill set, his value to Purdue offensively, his value to Purdue, period. I just think he's a really, really good player who doesn't get the credit he deserves for Purdue's success. The players who do, uh, rightfully so, obviously, are Zach Eady and Braden Smith. And uh, both of those guys are you know, becoming, if not already, elite college players. I think Zach Eady's the best player in the country, again. Uh, I think Braden Smith is on his way. He's on an All-America tra- 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 sorry, trajectory. Um, having a hard time looking at the road, apparently, and speaking. Um, Braden Smith is on an All-America trajectory. Uh, his decision-making, his control of Purdue's offense, his just orchestration abilities is the consummate point guard. Everything you want in a point guard. Meanwhile, his his shooting is... is um, a difference maker for Purdue. Uh, his shooting and his control of the offense, both in uh, in concert with, with Zach Eadie's ability. Did I use that correctly? In concert? Um, in conjunction with? I don't know. Anyway, um, Braden Smith's a big-time player, big-time scorer, big-time facilitator, elite competitor, and I think that is the stuff that shows up to people who watch the games that maybe doesn't show up as much to people who just look at the box score. And I think there are a lot of people out there who look at Braden Smith and look at Fletcher Lawyer and don't think those guys necessarily look the part. They don't. It doesn't matter because they're really competitive. They're really high intangible guys. Their basketball is really important to them. They just do a lot of things that help you win. And I don't think enough stock gets put in that. And I'm not alone in that category. Um, viewing basketball that way, but there are fewer and fewer of us every year, I think. Um, but uh, And then there's, of course, Zach Eady. This wasn't the consummate Zach Eady game. Uh, I think Arizona did the best job of anyone this season against him. I think Balo from Arizona, uh, you know, could credibly, could credibly defend him. They could keep him um, a little further out than he'd like to be. They... Uh, Obviously did a bunch of junk defense type of stuff, as everyone does against him. But I think Balo, one-on-one, was the most difficult matchup he's seen this season. Uh, And I think um, in part for that reason, and in part because he just missed some shots he he ordinarily makes. Uh, Ignore the rebounding column. Nobody missed shots, so there were no rebounds. Um, He only had nine. That's, That's two games in a row where he only has nine rebounds because both teams on the floor opted out of missing shots. Um, but no, he. this wasn't a consummate Zach Eadie game. Still at the end of the game, he gets 21-9. and nine, Makes a bunch of important free throws at the end for you. And, uh, but I, I don't think he ground Arizona down to a fine powder like he does a lot of other a lot of other opponents. That's a credit to Arizona. You know, Arizona wasn't number one by accident. They were really freaking good. They are really freaking good. That's a Final Four good team, and Purdue's a Final Four good team. But Arizona had won at Duke. They'd won. They kicked the crap out of Wisconsin, who has 
shown themselves this season to be a, a very competitive team in, the, in, a, in a lousy Big Ten. Uh, they, they haven't played all that many Big Ten games yet, but um, Wisconsin looks very credible. Obviously, Arizona didn't blow Michigan State out the way some other people did, uh, but I think Michigan State showed you today this is a funny game, and they shouldn't be you know, put in the ground quite yet. I just think Arizona is one of the best teams in the country, um, and I think Purdue is one of the best teams in the country. And I think that uh, you saw an unbelievable basketball game between two unbelievable teams today, tonight, whatever it might have been. And um, you know, Purdue was just a little bit better, uh, but they were a lot better in the first half because you know Purdue can really shoot the basketball. And I think we're deep enough into the season now where we can sit here and say that Purdue's number one question offensively coming into the season is pretty well um, you never want to say put to bed because jump shooting is such a funny deal in basketball it's so fickle uh, but Purdue's a damn good shooting team and they're they're shooting well and uh, they have guys making shots who you know, you need to be making shots, but they also have guys you don't need to be making shots, making shots, if that makes sense. I think coming into this game, Purdue's four men were shooting close to 50% from three-point range. Uh, you see Lance Jones made a couple of <coughs> really big threes for Purdue this season, including maybe the biggest shot of the game tonight after Purdue had gone six minutes, whatever it was, without a field goal. Arizona had made a run. Lance Jones makes a three over the zone that had given Purdue some trouble, although I don't think that Purdue really was thrown off by the zone as much as they were just missing. Uh, and I also don't think Purdue, you know, gave up 84 points as much as Arizona just scored 84 points. I think, I don't think Purdue is bad defensively uh, in this game, even though the point total is astronomical. I think that their turnovers were a problem uh, at times, and I think Arizona is just damn good, and I think you know, Purdue's got a pretty complete team here, and I, I think its completeness is not necessarily reflected in some in, in the box score sometimes. Because I think you know Purdue has made it really hard for people to score at times, and it just so happens the nature of the competition has has been good enough to score when a team makes it really hard to score. So uh, look, that's pretty much all I got here. Uh, Long story short, Fletcher Lawyer was unbelievable. Braden Smith was great. Zach Eady was his normal ho-hum 21-9 self. Purdue gets a huge win. Purdue might be number one again on Monday if you want to be number one. I say that half-jokingly, but you know Purdue's track record with that number next to its name hasn't been great. But Purdue's going to go unbeaten for the third straight non-conference season, which is really, really something. Uh, I don't know if that's people have wrapped their heads around that yet. That's a pretty big deal, and that's the way Purdue is scheduled, it's not like they're scheduling, you know, 15 non-conference wins every year, 12 non-conference wins every year. They're scheduling to challenge themselves to build their resume to get better and to play good teams and play difficult styles of basketball. And this was the most difficult non-conference basketball in school history, probably the toughest in, in college basketball this season. And Purdue's going to run the table provided they don't um, have to play against Jacksonville or Eastern Kentucky in their socks. So, uh, hey, that's what I got from Purdue's 92-84 win over Arizona in the Indy Classic. Uh, this has been brought to you by our friends at the uh, East End Grill and Ripple & Company, Purdue Federal Credit Union. 
AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, and the 18-wheeler next to me, blowing uh, rain all over my windshield. Oh, and the Whitaker Inn, of course. We can't forget them. We'll be driving past them in about an hour. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again this week sometime.